Welcome to the Harnessing Happiness podcast. Upbeat vibes generated and transferred to you. Now here's your host, Sarah J. Naylor. Oh, well, hello and hi there. It's Sarah J. Naylor from Harnessing Happiness, which of course you'll know because you've tuned in. <laughs> so anyway, here I am and hello and welcome and thank you for joining me. It's good to be with you again. And uh, before I hit the record button, I was thinking, hmm, what shall, I, what shall I be musing about today? And it's actually about the whole subject of happiness, really, and what makes you happy. And uh, I was reflecting on that and thinking about all the things that actually do make me happy. And I actually thought, well, let me share those with you and see if any resonate. And uh, as in my uh, particular style of extemporaneously speaking, which is a word I discovered a few months ago. I've never heard of that word before. I had to get the, the dictionary out. Got to love a dictionary, haven't you? And it is um, the description of free-flowing speech, which means I don't work with a script. I'm not really overly good with a script because then you start to stop and be stilted. And, well, for me, I do. I can work with a script. I've done acting in the past, but I much prefer to work with what comes into my head at any one time. And that word is extemporaneous and extemporaneously speaking is what I love doing. So just got to hope that you love my extemporaneous manner of speaking. So yeah, back to what makes me happy. Well, making other people happy really makes me happy. I love to raise people's vibrational frequency. I love to lift their energy. I love to make them smile. I love to focus in and point out and reflect back to them all the things that they are talking to me and telling me about that makes them happy. And it's a really interesting thing when you are talking to somebody rather than talking into a mic (laughs) that I am at the moment. When you're talking on a one-to-one basis with somebody or in a group or even I guess when you're watching television you can pick it up as well. When you are looking at how somebody responds and how somebody talks and speaks and their body language, you get a real feel for what they enjoy doing, what they like doing, what they don't like doing. And it can be very, very subtle sometimes. It's just in sort of that difference in tone of the voice or a raised eyebrow or there's so many so many sort of fine nuances and it's just fascinating but it's really really interesting you know when I'm talking to people for instance about jobs and careers and what they enjoy doing because I'm a passionate advocate of encouraging people to align their talents and their passions with their careers Um, because I believe we spend so much time at work it's really really important that we do things that we are enjoying and that makes our hearts sing and you know even if you know we aren't going to be the next I don't know I'm a bit out of date with footballers and one thing or another but Ronaldo or you know the next Darcy Bustle you know there can always be a career that's aligned to something that you're really interested in so I'm always a great advocate for encouraging that and exploring that with my coaching clients and people that I work with and speak to and talk to because you don't always think about it yourself but when somebody else is asking you the right questions and they see that change in 
your tone of voice, how animated you become. And it's fascinating, you know, and I, I love it. And I love reflecting back. Oh, it's really interesting. You know, and, you know, you, you got really, really excited when you were telling me about this element of your job. But then when you were telling me about something else that you really didn't enjoy doing, your tone went down. So that's that's really interesting. It's really exciting. It's great reflecting that back to people. And then I get my energy from sending energy to other people, which then comes back to me in return. And that's raising their vibrational frequency and raises mine as well. And as I'm talking to you now, I can feel, and I don't know whether you can hear, that my whole energy is raising because I'm talking about something that I'm passionate about. And that's what's so important. Do things that we love doing. Do things that we're happy about. Do things that we're passionate about and it sort of kind of comes in a big circuit because if you're doing something you enjoy doing it makes you happy and if you're happy doing it you're enjoying it and it makes everything so much better across the board because if you are you know whoever it is that you're working with in a relationship with or even if it's just with the dog in the house you know or the cat or the trees in the garden you you're radiating out more happiness and, and good vibes and getting those back in return If you're enjoying the Harnessing Happiness podcast, there are plenty of free resources available for download at sarahjnaylor.com, where you can also find out more about her APE mindset. It's all about acceptance, perspective, and energy. Just visit sarahjnaylor.com. Back to what makes me happy. What does... What? So many things. So many things. I mean, one thing I've just alluded to, and that is the people that I'm around. I love being around people who have really good energy, really good vibes and who are on the same wavelength as me and who who I can share my thoughts and my conversations with and who are uplifting. I avoid people who want to criticise and pull me down. If I want a critique or if I want somebody to make some suggestions, I will ask for them. But you know what it's like when you get around people that just want to pull you down No. (laughs) Sometimes people think that they're doing the best by you by telling you you're doing things wrong. But actually, nobody wants to be told anything. Trust me, nobody wants to be told anything. And it's about encouraging, it's about focusing on what people are good at to get them to focus in on that and to encourage and support and to say, you know, that's great. You know, you're doing really, really well here. And, you know, if you change this, if you alter that, this will make it so much better. In fact, something's just popped into my mind that I would like to share with you. This is going back a few decades. I was at school and I had a fantastic art teacher called Mr Martin. And he actually wasn't my art teacher. I was doing art O-level, so we're going to show my age a little bit. Um, But he was brilliant. He was really supportive. He was really encouraging. And I would go up into, you know, into the art block at lunch breaks and I would do some work. And he would say, well, if you try doing this, you could alter that. You can change this and that would enhance that and make it better. He was such a great teacher because he was so supportive and he was so encouraging. Fast forward and I went to college and started to do art A-level along with a couple of other A-levels. And the art teacher there was too quick to pull everybody down. They had, um, there was a particular student that they they liked. He'd already done a year because he'd had to uh, retake, I think it was a maths O-level or something like that. Why you need maths O-level to do art is beyond me anyway. So he'd got a year ahead of everybody else, but was in the same class. 
And I remember spending about eight hours on a piece of homework and it was just, you know, that's no good, basically. That's not what we... It, it, so soul-destroying when this other person had a year year in advance of everybody else and it's, oh, look at this person's artwork. Isn't it wonderful? Look at what they've done. And then everybody else's was just kind of like bypassed and mine particularly was, you know, <laughs> eight hours of my time. <laughs> and it was one of the reasons I decided to quit my A-levels. Now, as a rule of thumb, I'm not a quitter. There were a number of the factors involved at the time of me deciding to drop out of the course. However, that was a major one. The fact that I wasn't being encouraged, I wasn't being supported. And obviously, subconsciously, I recognised that at the time. And it is so important to to focus on people's talents. And you know what? If people haven't got a talent or they haven't got something, it's not about telling them that rubbish. It's about encouraging and supporting and focusing their energies towards something that they actually are good at. You know, if somebody says, what do you think? You don't want to be cruel, but equally so, you know, maybe it's like, well, actually, you know what? You've you've kind of got that there. That's that's quite nice. But you know what you're doing over there? That was brilliant, you know, and detracting and refocusing. And but please, <laughs> it's not about pulling people down. It's about encouraging and supporting their passions and their interests. And this is something else. It's about doing this from right at a really young age. It's encouraging it in children, you know, when they're sort of getting excited and curious about things. It's about, you know, not quashing, oh, what do you mean you want to be a butterfly when you grow up? It's just symbolic of what they see at that time. I remember talking to somebody at a networking event two or three years ago. Her career had been driven very much by her parents clearly sort of suggesting that she goes down the corporate ladder but invariably right from an early age she was the one that told me she'd said she wanted to be a butterfly she wanted to be I think it was an ambulance she said the other other um, idea she had when she was a child not realizing obviously what she was saying I think she was probably about five or six at the time and it was obviously rubbished and poo-pooed and it was pressed down and suppressed and off she went and did business studies and degrees and what have you and ended up in corporate and ultimately she left all of that because she wasn't happy and she retrained. I think she went into beauty therapy and then into something else. And what she recognised in that symbolic suggestion of wanting to be a butterfly and to be an ambulance was that she wanted to help people. She wanted to bring colour to the lives. And that's what she does now. I think she she was working something in alignment with personal styling, but a bit beyond that. I can't remember all the ins and outs, to be honest, right now. But it's very, very interesting when you listen to people talking about what it is that you know they have wanted to do, they do want to do. And I'm just yeah, so passionate about saying encourage people to follow their flow, to be excited, to do what makes you happy. Which brings me back round to what I wanted to talk to you about today. It is about what makes you happy. So what makes me happy is helping other people become happy. But what makes me personally happy is doing so many things and embracing life. I mean, I just love being out in nature I love feeling the changing seasons that's what I love about the UK so much you know we we get a real incredibly wide-ranging array of weather in any one day you can go out with your sunglasses on and need your wellingtons within about two hours or less than that need an umbrella but you might need a bikini you might need a full fleecy coat on but then want your flip-flops later absolutely barking but it's interesting it's mixing it up it's and we get the vibrancy of the colours of nature and you've got the blue skies and 
then you get the grey skies. But if with, without the grey, you don't see the blue. It's about that contrast. It's about embracing that. It's about seeing the differences. If everything was the same all of the time, we wouldn't... Yeah, it wouldn't be right, would it? Would it be right if everything was so sort of bland, it was unexciting, I think? You've got to have these shifts in energy. You've got to have, without the lows, you can't see the highs. Without the dark, you can't see the light. It's the yin, it's the yang, it's the, the energy flow. It's about being able to embrace the different elements. I love blue skies and sunshine, and I really find heavy grey skies quite oppressive. However, you know, you, you take advantage of that dark grey sky day and do something that you wouldn't normally do if it's a bright sunny day. If it's a bright sunny day, you wouldn't want to be stuck in ha in the house emptying out drawers or cupboards, would you? <laughs> Whereas on a dark grey day, that's the best thing to do. Or sit and watch a film, which you, you know, something that you've been wanting to watch for ages, but you wouldn't want to when you can take advantage of being out in the countryside or just out generally when the weather's nice, you know? So that's one thing I love doing. I love fitness and exercise. That makes me feel good because you get the air into you, into your lungs. But equally so, I love reading. That makes me happy. I, I've got usually got about a dozen books on the go at any one time. Uh, what an interesting combination at the moment. I'm reading Andrew Ridgely's uh, uh, autobiography, which is, I think, One George and Me. I think that's the title. It's not sat with me at the moment. That's one book I've got on the go. And also one by Nick Pigeon, who's a amazing um, positive psychologist now is your change a 30-day guide to living your happiest life so that's really interesting i'm reading that because i'm working with her myself at the moment so it's always good to read books of people that you know and you work with what else do i love doing gardening i like being out in the garden i like reading i like running i like cycling i like swimming i like meditating i like yoga in fact i need to do more yoga so what do you like doing what do you enjoy doing how much time do you spend a week doing it? How much time do you spend a day doing it? Because it's so important to focus in on the things that do make you happy. Again, coming back to what I've mentioned before about aligning your career with your talents and your passions. Because for me, everything that I do work-wise pretty much makes me happy because I'm supporting and helping people transform their lives using their career as a vehicle. Uh, whether that's through recruitment or coaching or just talking to people and offering sort of advice and tips and things like that, or talking and delivering talks or working on my YouTube or working on my podcast. It's all stuff that I know I can be of service to others to help people live a happier and healthier life as a result, because isn't that what we all want? What do you enjoy doing? You know, what do you like focusing in on? Can you pick something or have you got things that you do already? I mean, music, something else. There's a mindset webinar that I've been joining for half an hour in the morning. It starts at 6.30. Oh, getting out of bed at 6.15 in the morning to attend has been a bit, uh, a bit heavy because I've been doing sort of 10, 12-hour days just at the moment. But it's been really interesting. It's been a really interesting exercise because although it's a lot of the things that I do do, when you actually do it first thing in the morning when you get up, and that is... A little bit of journaling for gratitude and some affirmations, you know, and putting I am in front of a sentence is really, really powerful. So, you know, I am successful. I am happy. I am grateful for. I am enough. I am powerful. I am excited about life. If you put I am in front of all of that, it's really, really powerful. And if you use that mantra daily, it it works on your subconscious and it becomes a a habit you know and you can create those neural pathways that will 
kick that in all the time. So it's that gratitude I'm grateful for. I'm, I am happy because, you know, there's so many things that you can do and patterns of behaviour you can implement that will change your life. And a bit of music as well. Wow. I mean, I am not going to sing for you. I promise you. Oh, go on then. No, I won't. (laughs) But the music, you know, just something a little bit of upbeat, a bit of movement, that makes you happy as well. Having a bit of a disco bop around the kitchen to the radio. Really don't know what the neighbours must be thinking when they can see through to my kitchen window. But you know what? Do I care? No, not really. Because do you know what? Does it matter? Who cares? You know, if somebody sees you bopping around the kitchen and thinking, good grief. Yeah, they'll probably just have a chuckle themselves and that's good feel-good vibe. Yeah, so a bit of journaling um, about gratitude and affirmations that I am and a bit of dancing, a bit of reading as well. Reading's really good for the soul. As I've mentioned to you, I've just got a couple of books on the go. Well, two active books, whereas I have got a pile of other books as well. I have been a bookworm since a child. I was very fortunate and I learned to read before I started school. And in fact, when I started school, I don't read all the books at the school normally dish out. And I've been reading books ever since. Um, and it was a real revelation, actually. I went to uh, went to night school 10 years after I left school and did an English literature A-level. And that made me appreciate books that I'd not embraced prior to that. It really made me look at books and reading in a completely different way, navigating me away from the likes of Danielle Steele that I'd embraced in my my teens and introduced me to the likes of D.H. Lawrence and Elizabeth Gaskell and other authors. And since then, I've just sort of absorbed all sorts of books. I, I like ones particularly with a philosophical theme running through them and books that I'm learning stuff from, but equally so... I love a really good novel that I can dive into and that can really, really capture my imagination. Because here's the thing that I learnt recently in the last year, I can't remember when exactly, uh, that you know, personal development books are fantastic and I love them, embrace them. I've written one myself, which is uh, Shining a Light on You, How to Manifest Your Dream Job. Available on Amazon, don't you know? Um, but it's about reading novels as well because it's the, it's the creativity that it engages in your in your mind, in your brain. And that is really, really good for, again, the neural pathways. It's, it's making you think, it's getting the creativity going because everybody will read that book in a different way and explore those characters in a different way. However it's been written, you will visualise them and experience them in a completely different way based on all your learnings and your experience. And so it's for you to create that story as you will do, and an experience it. I mean, I've just read um, a final book. Well, it's a final book, one book, it turns out now, in a long series of books that I then passed on to my mum, for example, because she'd been keen to read it, and she's now doing the circuits. I kind of read more of it and didn't skip my mum. Oh, I skipped all that bit. So <laughs> just in that two examples, you know, we read books in different ways. I think my mum's probably absorbed so many books over the years, and I've obviously got my reading from her, not my dad. He doesn't, he's not such a big reader. And now there's my son, sadly. I think he, yeah. in fact, he talked me out of parting with some cash for the Harry Potter book many years ago on a flight we were taking. I can't, I think it might have been to Australia. I can't remember. Um, but he, he talked me out of buying buying it. I think he managed about the first three pages. Um, but that said, you know, he reads a lot of things online and absorbs his information that way. Whereas I, I'm a bit old fashioned. I like a book. 
I like a novel. I like a learning book. Yeah, I love it. I like the feel of a book. I like touching it. I like flicking through the pages. And, and in fact, here's a top tip for you. With books, if you've got a question that you actually want answering, if you're something's something's on your mind, something you, you need an answer to a question, you, you haven't gone within. I mean, all the answers are within us anyway. That's another subject for another day. However, if there's something you're querying, you want an answer for, open a book up. Just open a book up randomly. Let your fingers find a point on the page. And that point on the page will give you the answer that you're looking for. It's a bit of divination. The information is there and it's how you interpret it to get the meaning that you need. Uh, But it's a really, really interesting exercise. In fact, tell you what, let's have a look at my um, book by Nick Pigeon right now. Let me open it randomly. And I shall take a section out of the... Aha! Here we go. Now, a bit of a self-love mantra. This is quite a good one. Whenever you notice yourself being self-critical, pause and smile. And then repeat the following affirmation. As I accept myself and love myself, I allow my own happiness to grow. That's in Nick Pigeon's book. Now, that is random. That was me opening the book randomly and how is it that it's opened it up and my fingers were on the point of happiness which after all is what my podcast is all about harnessing happiness I think that's really rather wonderful don't you and and honestly genuinely hand on heart that was a random book opening at page one two three in Nick's book and I repeat it again because I'm actually rather excited about it and I want to share my excitement so this is her one of her now is your chance daily practice self-love mantra Whenever you notice yourself being self-critical, pause and smile and then repeat the following affirmation. As I accept myself and love myself, I allow my own happiness to grow. So I'll let you take that one away and I shall throw in one of my own. Life is an illusion of your own creation. So basically, whatever you want to create, you have the opportunity to do so because it's how you see and view the world is how you will see and view it. If you choose to see all the the bad and the horrid stuff in it and you focus in and listen to the news all the time, that's all you'll see. That's all you're focusing on. However, if you choose to see the good in everything, the happiness in everything and choose to be grateful and have positive affirmations constantly going through your mind and appreciation and and just look for all the, the good, that is what you'll see because you'll tune out everything else. So that is me for today and that is happiness. So what are you happy about? What do you love doing? And focus in on it and enjoy it. You know, get out there and do more of it. Whatever it is that makes you happy, do more of it. Even if, even if it's only by two or three minutes, five minutes, a day, an hour, or, you know, an hour a day, a couple of hours a week. You know, obviously, if you can do half a day a week of what you enjoy doing, go for it. It's whatever you make of it and how you can integrate that into your daily life. So wake up, feel happy, focus on the happy, be happy, be happy clappy. I mean, look out for my soundbite <laughs> and uh, look out for my guest episodes and uh, more episodes to come. And obviously, please, if you've enjoyed this, do subscribe or follow or do whatever it is you do on your podcast thingy bobs and join me for my, my musings. <laughs> 
And as I say, musings are amusing. You make your mind up, but as long as it makes you happy, makes you smile. And if it doesn't, well, I'm sorry, but you may want not, not want to listen. But, you know, I hope you do because that's my plan. That's my aim. And if you want to get in touch, it'd be great to hear from you about what it is you'd like me to talk about because I'm always happy to talk about anything. And thank you for listening. Take care. Look after yourselves. And um, see you next time. Cheery bye and go harness your happiness. Thanks for listening to the Harnessing Happiness podcast with Sarah J. Naylor. If you took value from the content, please follow the show on your podcast app. And to find out more about Sarah's ape mindset, visit sarahjnaylor.com. That's sarahjnaylor.com.